Hello, beloved. Greetings to all, all of you who have gathered today in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. I am Reverend Dr. Lydia Waters. I'm the senior pastor of Pacoima First United Methodist Church in Pacoima, California. And I want you to know that we are so excited that you have joined our worship. And we're going to ask you to just gather around, just, just get into this. Prepare your mind, your soul, your body, your strength, your spirit. Just prepare to hear the word of God. And if you have your Bibles, we invite you to open them. But before we do all of that, we're going to begin with a song of praise to usher in the presence of the Lord. The words will appear. And I'm going to ask you to join with our Minister of Music, Sister Hope Carr, accompanied by her husband, Brother Darnell Carr. We're going to sing praises to the Lord, our God. Because when praises go up, blessings come. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. The praises of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Ooh, let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the praises of our King rise among us. Let it rise. scripture lesson for today comes from the New Testament gospel of John. John chapter 20 verses 19 through 22 using the revised standard version. John 20, 19 through 22. And you listen now for the word of the Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, and Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. 
And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now won't you pray with and for me. Oh Lord, as I come before your people today, consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my will, my will be lost in thy will. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, give me a fresh and full anointing of the Holy Spirit, I pray. Amen. Our sermon topic for today is receive the Holy Spirit. Oh, my dearly beloved, you know, it is so important for us to remember now that Jesus stayed on earth for 40 days after his resurrection. Instead of ascending immediately into heaven, he stayed around. He stayed around to demonstrate to his followers that he truly was alive. And every time that Jesus appeared to them, their lives were changed. And so our scripture lesson today is is about one of those times. It was in the evening after his resurrection when Jesus went to the place where his disciples were. So he found them in a little room we'll call the church, huddled, huddled together in fear of what would happen to them. You see, even though they had heard Jesus say that he would defeat death on the cross, the circumstances of this horrible death just put fear in their hearts. You see, fear had overcome the disciples of Jesus in our lesson because they had forgotten the power of God in Jesus Christ. Yeah, they, they had forgotten what Jesus said. They had forgotten that Jesus loved them. They had forgotten that all that Jesus did was out of love for them. So listen, listen. There are basically only two emotions, really, love and fear. Love is divine and love is the activity of God and the only energy in which God exists. Fear, on the other hand, is a tool of the ego, the flesh, which is the foundation of the belief that we are separate from God, separate from each other, and generally inferior or inadequate. But the truth for those of us who are Christians today is that we don't have to deny or be afraid or fearful. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, remember that scripture? It says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. Ah, Therefore, what we need to do when fear comes is call on the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, just allowing God's presence to dismantle the fear. Can I get an amen? However now, however now, hear me clearly and let me say this. Some fear, I said, some fear is good. Mm -hmm. 
That fear that protects us from, from things that will destroy us. Well, that kind of fear causes us to follow the rules of safety during the COVID-19 pandemic. That's good fear. Fear of drugs. That's good. Fear of cheating. That's good fear. Fear of being disobedient to God. That's good. Fear of walking in, in, in front of oncoming traffic. Oh, that's really good. Fear of lying is good. In fact, the word of God teaches us in Proverbs 9 and 10 that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So some fear is good. Ah, but the fear that we're talking about today is the fear. It's the fear that keeps us from living this life to the fullest and living out of the knowledge of why we are here in the first place. Look again at what happened in the scripture. Jesus walked right up into their fears and he stood among them. Glory to God. And, and, and make note of this, my beloved. Remember now, Jesus didn't even have to come to these disciples after all they had done for, uh, that they had not done for him. They all ran out on him. He had every right to be angry. Why had they run from the experience at the cross? Why, why had one of them betrayed him? Why, why had they denied him? Why had they not faced the public, no matter the consequences? But Jesus didn't come into the room to remind them of their humanness and their faults and their weaknesses, no, because he knew all about them. He looked beyond their faults and he saw their needs. He came because they still needed his presence. He came as an answer to their prayers and their hunger to know, just to know what was going on. They didn't need to be ridiculed. Their fear was punishment enough. Sometimes we just need to not do anything but just be there for people. Child of God. Look at Jesus in the midst of confusion and fear and guilt and shame and sadness and tears and disappointment and failure. What did Jesus do? Jesus spoke peace, peace, peace. I want you to hear this word today. Listen, in the midst of whatever you are going through, beloved, Jesus says, Peace be with you. Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I don't give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. You can find that in John 15 verses 10 through 11. You know what? We must know that we know that we know that Jesus brings peace to a troubled situation. Jesus will give us peace in a difficult circumstance. Jesus will, he will, he'll give us peace in a horrible mess. Jesus, I'm talking about Jesus now. Jesus will give us peace when war is in full force all around us. And all we have to do is just open our hearts. Open our hearts and sing or say. When the storms of life are raging, oh, Jesus, stand by me. 
when the storms of life are raging, oh Jesus, stand by me. When the world is just tossing me like a ship upon the sea, thou who ruleth wind and water, oh Jesus, stand by me. Oh, need to sing some songs sometime. Jesus will speak peace when the storms of life are raging. Oh, yes, he will. And we must stop expecting people to do for us only what Jesus is equipped to do. Hear this. Whatever costs you your peace is too expensive. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. So, child of God, fear is such an overpowering emotion that we have to quell its sting by calming down first and, and resting and meditating in the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to do that so that we can receive more spiritual information. Look at what Jesus did. Jesus brought them to a state of peace and then, and then, he showed them his hands and his side. Because you see, my beloved, Jesus needed to rekindle their faith in him because faith will starve our fear. Fear will tell you that you can't. And then faith will remind you that with God, all things are possible. Faith, faith will tell you, oh, no, no. And faith in God will tell you, oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Fear will tell you, yes. Fear will not tell you to give up. Fear will, will not tell you to give up. And faith in God will say, hang on in there. Oh, yeah, fear will tell you to give up. Oh, yeah, fear will tell you you can't take no more. Fear will tell you that. Fear will even tell you that you're going to die. But all faith in Jesus will tell you that you will not die. You shall live. Glory to God. For those of us who know Jesus... Because fear will tell you that you do not deserve it. But faith will tell you that it's yours because of God's grace and God's mercy. His grace and mercy. Ah, Fear won't tell you about justice. But faith will tell you about mercy. Fear will tell you about the old you. But faith will tell you that you've been born again. L listen to me today. I'm not all... That I ought to be yet. Oh, but thank God, I'm not all that I used to be. I need to hear somebody say amen. <laughs> oh, my dearly beloved. Jesus brought peace and renewed his disciples' faith. And the Bible tells us then, then, then the disciples of Jesus rejoiced when they saw the Lord. We can't rejoice while we rejoice uh, going through our own drama because drama distracts us from the spiritual. They rejoiced then and Jesus reminded them of their purpose in life as his disciples. See, when we get too caught up in ourselves, that's our problem today. Jesus is all caught up in ourselves. Uh -uh. We ignore why God put us here in the first place. Oh, we need to all be working on less of me and more of you, God. And so he told them that just as the father had sent him on an assignment to save them, he was now sending them into the world to save the world. 
Oh, remember why you're here. Jesus was committing them then and now and us today to complete his work. Oh, God is watching us. He's watching us, Christians, complete Jesus' work. And so, therefore, now, now that the sins were forgiven on the cross and, and they were ready for the next step, our sins are forgiven. Are we ready for the next step? And this is the message I want us to hear this today. Our fears are dismantled. We now have a sense of peace. Our faith in the power of God is manifested in the risen Lord. We have been reminded of our purpose as a disciple. And now, now it's time to receive the Holy Spirit. Ah, Holy Spirit, because without the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing that is pleasing to God. Maybe okay with us, but God, you got to check it out. Glory to God, check it out. Therefore, when he said this, he breathed on them and he said to them, receive. That's all it takes, our willingness, our desire, our hunger to receive the Holy Spirit. And beloved, first we must have an experience with Jesus, allowing his blood to cleanse us from sin, and then we become candidates for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. In other words... First, we experience the cleansing blood, and then we receive and experience the power. Oh, Lord. The Holy Spirit is where our power comes from. But believe it or not, the sad truth, the sad truth is that many people who call themselves Christians don't even want the Holy Spirit. Oh, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. M many people have not addressed the reality of their spiritual side. Just too busy giving attention to their mind and their body. Obsessed with the mind and the body today. That's what we've been conditioned to do in this culture. And then many Christian people have not received the Holy Spirit because they feel unworthy. And others are afraid of the Holy Spirit. Can you believe that? Afraid of what they cannot control. Afraid of what they can't see. Mm. No, we can't see God in the physical realm. We have to see him in the spiritual realm. But somehow we live in a culture that has conditioned us to live in our mind instead of our heart, instead of our soul, instead of our spirit. So, these most important aspects of our humanity lie dormant. They're still there. They're just dormant. We're, we're not just humans. We have to remember with the mind. But we're also beings. We are beings with a heart and a soul and a spirit. People today want more than religion. More than a church denomination. Their heart, their soul, and their spirits are crying out to be spiritual beings. That's why they say, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Now, I just want them to understand that, that I understand where they're coming from. But that's something that we have to work on. 
and work out too. You see, our minds cannot see God, but in our spirit we believe. We've never seen Jesus, but in our spirit, person, we believe. We can't see the wind, but we breathe it. We can't see love, but we need it. Understand this, beloved. We cannot and we do not even want to be able to see God in the physical. Because then that reduces God to our limited and logical knowledge. We can't explain God. It's a, it's a mystery. God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Because what we can see in the physical is just limited. What we can see in the spirit is unlimited and uncontrollable. All powerful, everywhere present, all knowing, all loving, all comforting, all protective. The Holy Spirit is our all and all. All you got to taste and see. He's our more. Oh, I just pray, I pray that every one of you will receive the Holy Spirit into your life. Because once you have, you never go back. Some of you have lived with Jesus all this time and you have never received the Holy Spirit into your life. These disciples had walked and talked with Jesus and now that he had finished his assignment on earth and was going back to the Father, they needed the power of the Holy Spirit to be with them and in them for them to accomplish their godly assignment. And Jesus was offering them and us supernatural, transrational, wonder-working, miracle-making power. Oh, don't you want that? The Holy Spirit is the executive power of God. God the Father did his job in planning salvation. Jesus came down and completed his redemptive work. He now sits at the right hand of the throne of God. And so therefore, this is the age of the Holy Spirit. Yes, we're living in that day that God spoke of when he said, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall preach, prophesy. Your old shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Good God Almighty. Child of God. Don't you know we, we must have, we, we need a fresh of the Holy Spirit today. Yes, we do. We need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit today. Jesus was fully God and fully human. A total man. And yet the scripture is clear that he wouldn't move without the Holy Spirit. He would not preach without the Holy Spirit. He would not lay his hands on the sick without the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. 
Jesus said as he began his ministry, because God has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. God has sent me to proclaim release to the captive and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. I claim it today. And so, my dearly beloved, won't you receive Oh, lift your hands. If you really already have it, receive a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit today. Raise your hands and surrender to God. Just allow God to breathe on you and receive the Holy Spirit. just a teenager one of my favorite songs we would sing in our youth camp was Spirit of the Living God Fall afresh on me It was so real to me Spirit of the Living God please Fall afresh on me Oh melt me and mold me and fill me and use me Spirit of the Living God Fall afresh then as I got older, another song touched my heart and soul too. Anointing fall on me. Anointing fall on me. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me. Anointing fall, fall, fall. Anointing fall on me. 
Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me, oh child of God. I pray that this word from the Lord has blessed you. And so I'm going to open the doors of the church and invite you to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Oh, it's time to be obedient to our God, our creator today. I want you to put your name on the church roll, give your tithes and your offerings, and share your gifts and talents to God's church anywhere you are in the world. So you can go to our website. We'll take you in. And there you'll find a form to join the church. Fill it out and we will connect with you. Oh, on that website, you'll also find a way to give. And I do hope, I hope that you will say amen to this service just by hitting the thumbs up button and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. And remember, spread the word of God. Spread the word of God by sharing this video. And now, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, Holy Ghost power, and authority before all time, now and